Good morning. My name is uh, Ozzy Jorg. I'm the host of OzBuzz, which is a podcast that interviews uh, interesting people that have created a niche for themselves or some outstanding success. And this morning, we have very fortunate to have with us uh, Robinson Smith, who has a great extensive history in the investment space, both internationally and in, in retail. He has a double major in Chinese studies. Wow and in economics from the University of Victoria and an MBA from Simon Fraser University in international business. So he's well-versed uh, to talk about a very interesting subject. Welcome, Robinson. Well, thank you, Ozzy. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Well, I'm really glad to talk to you because the idea is we're gonna talk about Canadians, which is closest thing to their heart is their home. And then the one thing we have in our home, we have to pay a mortgage and we have all of these things going on. and. Uh, you have some ideas uh, uh, as to what, I mean, what do you hear about, what are the main complaints of Canadians? Well, the main complaints, <laughs> well, there's a few. Uh, primarily, I think, considering what, what I've been doing over the past 12, 13 years is, is uh, taxation. You know, we, uh, we Canadians are consistently within the top five, six highest tax-paying citizenry on the planet. And, uh, you know, we pay more in taxes of various levels and sorts than we do in food, clothing and shelter combined, yeah. right? And then when we throw in the mortgage payment uh, after we pay our taxes, then we also have to pay for the rest of life. Uh, it's just terribly expensive. And so it's no wonder that we Canadians have little, if anything, to invest for our futures on, on a monthly basis. It's, life's just too expensive. Yeah, and, and it's going to get worse. I mean, with our pandemic and with all the money we've been spending, you guess where it's coming from. It's going to come from higher taxes. Well, the interesting thing that about you is that you spent seven years studying and working in China. You saw how different systems work. And in the foreign trade and investment banking area, I mean, you're a vice president of the, the Balloc, do I spell that correctly? Balloc Group. That was sort of a banking international a boutique bank based in Beijing. And uh, the interesting thing is, I mean, you dined with Henry Kissinger, my God. I mean, this is also the guru and the lord of international uh, trade, of course, United States. You had dinner with Prime Minister Jean Chrétien and the Premier of China. So you're a very well-rounded personality. Then you came back and went into business to tackle this very question on how do you help Canadians, um, um, you know, get into the, a better world with their mortgage. And then you published a book, Master Your Mortgage for Financial Freedom. And I guess that was based originally on your father's original book. Yeah, that's right. Um, my <clears throat> my father Fraser developed uh, what he subsequently called the Smith Maneuver back in the in the early mid '80s, and he put his private clients into the strategy. Uh, he was based in Vancouver for for about 15 years, and he retired from advising in 2000 because he decided it was time to get word of his strategy out to Canadians coast to coast, and. So he, he retired, he wrote his book, uh, that came out in 2002. And then he spent the next you know, couple few years promoting that before he went back into advising in 2005. And uh, I joined him in 2006, uh, shortly after my father called me up while I was in Beijing and said, Rob, your father misses you, your <laughs> mother misses you, it's time to come home. <laughs> so, so I did so. And I had my advisory uh, next to my dad's in the same office. And uh, yeah, we were doing strictly Smith maneuvers for our clients, um, many families, and it you know worked very well for the clients uh, because they were surrounded by you know an investment advisor, a mortgage broker, an accountant, a mortgage conveyancer, all these professionals which truly understood the strategy, which I know I haven't explained yet, 
Um, but it's a, it was a fantastic system for, for the clients because, you know, they were all held together by the financial professionals that surrounded them and it enabled them to keep on track with the strategy and, and hold their hands that sort. So, so yeah, I, I had my advisory before, um, uh, well, for 12 years or so before I sold that to a colleague in the middle of 2018, because again, like my father, I, I decided it was time to get out and spread word about the strategy coast to coast to all the Canadians who need help. You know, it's not easy out there. Um, and so I've done so. I've I published my book, Master Your Money for Financial Freedom, as you mentioned. Uh, I've got a copy right beside me. There it is. There you go. And it's available and on Amazon. <clears throat> Amazon, smithman.net. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. I published my book. Uh, and the only time you'll ever hear me brag is right now, Ozzy. It hit number one in 22 categories on launch day on Amazon. So uh, the book sales are doing very well, which is very encouraging because my primary goal right now is to make sure every Canadian homeowner coast to coast is aware of the strategy, at least so they can look into it and decide. Well, if particularly it's when you look at the fact that it was 2002 when your father wrote the original book, this has been a sort of a time-tested, time-proven. Tell us a little bit about it. I mean, how does the Smith's maneuver work in practice? Yeah, well, the... The issue that we Canadians face is that we've got two primary financial goals. Uh, one is to get rid of our mortgage as fast as we can. It's expensive. It costs us a lot. We want to get rid of it. And naturally, the other problem we face, the challenge is to put money away for our retirement. We don't want to work forever, right? We want to save for our futures to, to benefit our families. So we've, we've got this traditional sequential approach to our personal financial affairs. We we have either the ability to attack our mortgage or to attack our savings. But this decision is made for us, not by us. Because if we don't save for our retirement, nobody cares. Nobody cares if we don't put money away. But if we don't make our mortgage payment, someone certainly does care, right? They're going to come knocking on our door. And so that's what we do. We spend the next 20, 25, 30 years committing our after-tax funds towards paying down our mortgage at the expense of not getting invested for our future. So we're missing out on all this time of compound growth. And Ozzy, you, if anyone knows the value of compound growth. So it's, it's terribly expensive. And so all we're doing while we're making our mortgage payments is increasing the equity in our homes. And as that occurs, we have more and more funds available to us. But generally, if, if we're paying off our mortgage conventionally, we're not accessing this equity and we're letting it earn less than 0% if we consider the, the effect of inflation. <clears throat> So what the Smith Maneuver allows is it allows us to approach these two, these two important goals sequentially, uh, sorry, at the same time. So instead of one and then the other, we're able to attack our mortgage and attack uh, our goal of saving for our uh, future at the same time. And the way this happens is if we have the appropriate financing uh, on our home, a readvanceable mortgage, then this type of mortgage allows us to access the equity that we're generating when we make our regular mortgage payment. If I've got a mortgage payment of $3,000. I know a good portion of that is going to go to the bank in non-deductible interest. It's gone. I don't ever see that again. It's the price I pay for borrowing their money to buy the house. But some of that, let's say $1,000, does reduce the principal. So when I pay down that mortgage $1,000, then a readvanceable mortgage has an attached line of credit. There's a lot of different types out there. They're not all the same. You need to talk to the right person. And we have those in our network. But when that line of credit limit opens up a dollar, a dollar for dollar, I'm able to access that again. Now, some Canadians already have this type of mortgage. 
they may not understand why they got put into it, why their broker or banker mm -hmm. put them into this mortgage, mm -hmm. but they make a mortgage payment and they see on their statement at the end of the month, hey, I, my line of credit, I, I've got another thousand bucks. So I'm going to pull that out and I'm going to make a payment on my Audi or I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to buy steak dinners, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. And so all this homeowner is doing is replacing expensive non-deductible mortgage debt on one side with expensive interest only non-deductible debt on the other side. So if they've got a $400,000 mortgage, it's always $400,000 because they keep on borrowing this new equity to consume. They're going to have non-deductible debt forever and they're buying with this money depreciating assets like cars, uh, vacations, fancy dinners, all this stuff. So that is a big problem. That's a big consumer debt problem. But what the Smith Maneuver does is it says when you have access to this $1,000 on a monthly basis, pull it out and invest it. And a number of good things happen simultaneously here. The first being is because we're borrowing to invest with the reasonable expectation of generating income, which is what the CRA cares about, I can deduct the interest on that borrowing. So each month I'm borrowing $1,000, I'm using it for deductible purposes, therefore I'm reducing my tax bill increasingly on a month over month basis. So when I, because I've reduced my tax bill, the CRA says at the end of the year, after I send my tax return in, wow, we took too much, too much money in taxes off your paycheck every two weeks. We need to send you money back. So when I get this refund, this is new money that otherwise I wouldn't have seen. I take this refund and I apply it as a prepayment against my mortgage. And then the line of credit also opens up by that amount. I can pull that out to get invested. So I'm reducing my tax bill. I'm getting rid of my expensive non-deductible debt much, much quicker than otherwise. And I'm investing now, each and every month, starting now. These three effects, benefits happen simultaneously, and it doesn't cost anything extra out of my pocket to implement the strategy. So it's not really eliminating debt, it's just changing the type of debt from a non-deductible to a deductible kind of a debt. That's exactly it. Now, one of the biggest issues we face, Ozzy, is the fact that most Canadians have not been formally educated in personal finance. Uh, from any number of different you areas. Teach it in school. It's, it's atrocious. It's a tragedy. But because we're not educated, where do we learn about money? We learn it from our parents. Where do they learn about money? From their parents and their friends and colleagues who themselves didn't learn from financial professionals. Very few people are as fortunate as myself to have a parent who was in personal finance, right? So we don't understand the concept of debt. And this is something that the wealthy understand very, very clearly, that there are two types of debt. There's non-deductible debt and there's, uh, there's deductible debt. Non-deductible debt destroys wealth. Tax-deductible debt creates wealth. And the wealthy understand this to the effect that they, they utilize the equity in their assets to their financial benefit, rather than a typical Canadian who uses their equity to their financial detriment. If we take a look at someone like Jimmy Pattison, every one of your listeners, your viewers is going to know that name. When, when Jimmy was starting to build his empire, he didn't save up enough cash to buy his first car dealership entirely with cash. Yeah. Right? And then he didn't sit in his corner office and wait for enough cars to be sold so that he, ha he had in cash enough money to buy his second dealership. Right. What he did is he got a down payment together went to the bank, borrowed the rest in the form of a mortgage, bought his dealership. When that created uh, enough equity in, in that dealership, he pulled that out, got another mortgage, bought another dealership. Radio stations, outdoor advertising companies, Guinness Book of Records, you know, groceries. So 
the wealthy understand that you use borrowed money to invest, you use your cash to consume. And so that is, <clears throat> that is what the Smith Maneuver is doing. It's allowing the typical Canadian homeowner to take advantage of fundamental principles which are available to the wealthy in business for years and years and years to now take advantage of these same principles. Yeah. Well, I, I guess then in that case, it, so let's say I buy this. This is really makes a lot of sense to me. But then it's, I guess, important to not just have an investment, but the right kind of investment that you make with the money. Yes, well, uh, certainly. Now, the Smith Maneuver is a very, very long-term financial strategy. Uh, this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not uh, gambling on Bitcoin or going to Vegas and throwing it all on red or something like that. It's very, very long-term. And in order to ensure the financial security of your family, when you know, your retirement age or when you pass on, you want to be able to leave something to your children, whatever the case may be, we need to invest in, in what's appropriate. Firstly, we need to invest in what we understand. You know, it's, it's, it's tough on a person to invest in something because someone told them it's the next hot thing. Yeah. You know, you sort of start biting your fingernails. So invest in something that you have a good idea what it's all about. But secondly, don't take, don't take extreme risks or, or gambles with this. You know, buy some blue chip stuff, buy, some, buy real estate, uh, investment assets that have, that have performed consistently <clears throat> and stably over time. And you'll see, you'll see the benefit. Well, you need advice there, of course. But I mean, okay, so let's say I do this. Uh, I know that today is the homeowner has a, a large amount of debt more than ever before in, in their mortgage. The mortgage amounts are commensurate with the amount of real estate uh, values that have increased. So, I mean, what would it be worth, say, for me as an as a average homeowner to have the discipline, because discipline is needed to, to undertake this venture? What would it be worth to me? Well, um, I have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have what, what's called the Smithman calculator. And I've preloaded a scenario here for you, um, Ozzy. I know a lot of your, your, your followers are listening to this. Um, I mean, I could share the screen uh, if you wish. If, or Go if ahead. That makes sure. sense. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's find the share screen button. Green on the bottom. There it is. Okay. So, so this is me having preloaded <clears throat> a scenario here. You can see the results on the right. This is $150,000, someone with $150,000 employment income. They've got a rental property uh, that brings in $36,000 in rental receipts uh, each year, costs them $34,000. Assets, they've got $30,000 of mutual funds, uh, $10,000 of uh, emergency funds, and a home value of $700,000 with a current mortgage of $450 at 2.9% with a 25-year amortization. Readvanceable line of credit uh, on this particular type of mortgage at uh, 2.45 plus a half, so 2.95%. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the basic results that are on this panel here are showing... Um, taxation improvement, if we implement the plain Jane Smith maneuver, the very basic uh, scenario of reborrowing the principal reduced to invest, which in this case is $877 a month, we're seeing tax uh, deductions generated over the amortization of $137,000 leading to this person's, uh, due to his marginal tax rate, 
total big refunds of, of $62,000. Big bucks. Yeah, big bucks. And we're also uh, taking 2.33 years off the amortization of that mortgage. And importantly, we're going to have an investment portfolio after that 25 years of $805,000 offset by this fully deductible investment loan of $391. That's $391,000. So a total net worth improvement of 413. So that's, these you may agree are relatively standard values, mortgage balance, income, uh, house value, et cetera. But this is just a plain Jane scenario. So simply using your regular mortgage payment, which you're making anyways, whether you're doing the strategy or not, uh, generates a net worth improvement of $413,000. So it's clearly worth it. It's clearly it's worth it to sit down with your family and saying, look, how would that work for you? I guess that would, your, your calculator would be great to have. Can you buy that calculator somewhere? Yes, it's on smithman.net. But okay. if you talk to a Smith Maneuver certified professional, we, you know, if people are interested, we can connect them with, with people local to their area and they have a copy of this. So if you don't want to buy one, you can, you can go to one of the professionals. That well, the have. thing is numbers, the average person also a little scared of the numbers, you know, I mean, oh, well, and that's such a long period of time, but what people don't realize is this, the more money I put in my mortgage, I shorten the time period. I mean, it's almost like an accelerator and you call it the accelerator. What, ex what exactly? What exactly is it? Do you still need that screen up? Um, well, yeah, I can really quickly up, show. Yeah. I can really show the effect of the, the accelerators. As I said, yeah, what we just saw was the plain Jane, but there's a number of accelerators that can speed this up. I've indicated that I've got $30,000 in mutual funds already. If I redeem them, I want to look at taxation, but if I, if I redeem that for cash and I apply that as a prepayment against my mortgage and then reborrow the next day, that 3000 I can buy the same investment that I sold a few days ago. So I'm still invested that 30,000, but I've immediately converted $30,000 of non-deductible debt to deductible debt. And now I've taken almost five years off my mortgage. Uh, emergency cash. If I have an emergency fund of $10,000, maybe I go get a personal line of credit as my emergency fund and take that 10,000 in cash, prepay my mortgage, reborrow it to invest. Now I'm seeing uh, a, a more improvements, net worth improvement of $663,000. Cash flow diversion. Maybe I've got $300 that I've been investing each month if I first prepay my mortgage instead. Now I've taken 8.42 years off my mortgage, net worth improvement in 913. Cash flow down is going to be extremely uh, valuable for your listeners, Ozzy. And this involves if I've got a rental property held in a proprietorship, what, what many Canadians do is take the rental receipts of, say, $3,000. And on a monthly basis, take those rental receipts and turn right around and make a mortgage payment on that rental property. Well, what they could do is take those rental receipts, apply them as a prepayment against their own mortgage, the house in which they live, then reborrow that money to service the expenses. And if I'm prepaying my mortgage by $3,000 a month, above and beyond my regular mortgage payment, right. instead of currently 16.58 years uh, getting out of my mortgage, it's 6.7. I'm taking over 18 years off the amortization of my mortgage. My so your mortgage goes down. goes down and your debt goes up, but the debt now is tax deductible. Tax deductible. That's In right. a very simplistic kind of way. Years ago, I live, I'm a dentist and I have $20,000 a month's worth of income. And uh, I normally take that money, pay my staff, do, do all sorts of things with it. And a couple of thousand I've left over, I might uh, put in a bank account. If I took that $20,000 and reduced my mortgage in a lump sum every month yeah. and had the ability to borrow that 20,000 from the bank and the bank would give it to me. And then I paid my, my, all my expenses out of there. And now it becomes tax deductible. I know this is a very simplistic way to do it. 
you have a much more sophisticated way and you have so many different avenues to attack the problem depending on the person's personal profile and, and their investment and so on. But it That's is, I mean, it is a big dollar and a big time saving for the length of the mortgage. No question about it. No question. I mean, this cash flow dam, we use the example of a rental property there, but you can use other types of proprietorships like you just mentioned. If you're if you've got a, a home-based business or if you're a dentist or an architect or whatever the case may be, and you have a proprietorship, you can take your revenues, prepay your mortgage, <clears throat> reborrow, and then service the expenses of your business. No question. I have a real interest in real estate, of course, you know, and, and most of our listeners, a lot of our listeners are in the investment business. And we have hundreds of clients that have bought either condominiums through us or made investments in the United States. So that really would work well for them, right? I mean, that is that uh, cash flow dam accelerator uh, in, in, uh, in action for all of them, right? We have people that have six, seven revenue properties. Imagine that all of the income from there could be going into your private home mortgage. Well, I, you know, since I sold my advisory and, and have been, you know, promoting the strategy across the country, I've done quite a number of interviews and podcasts, all that. And especially when I'm doing a live Zoom, uh, going through the presentation, I'm keeping an eye on the comments that come in. And, and every time it's like, why has my accountant not told me about this? Why has my advisor, my broker not told me about this? Why aren't they doing their job? They're a financial professional. Their sole job is to make my life better from a financial perspective. Sure. And if they're not teaching me these new strategies, what, what are they doing? So well, is there any risks? Is that the reason that they're, they're scared of advising you? Are there any risks in this maneuver? Well, yes, certainly. I mean, the, primarily we're getting invested, right? We're, whether we're investing uh, on a lump sum with the prime, the pump accelerator when we refinance into the right mortgage or whether we're investing on a monthly basis, we're getting invested. So we're in the markets somewhere, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, mix, REITs, whatever the case may be. And when you invest, as you know, there's, there's risk that comes along with that. But there's also interest rate risk. Now, someone with a mortgage, they've already incurred rate risk. They've got a mortgage sure. with a rate attached to it. But now with the readvanceable that they're uh, reborrowing from on a monthly basis, they're introducing additional rate risk because we've got two rates now. We're, we're borrowing on a monthly basis. But that's mitigated. Firstly, market risk and rate risk are mitigated greatly by the fact that this is such a long-term strategy that I mentioned. We really flatten out those, those uh, rate risk curves, market risk curves. But also on the rate side, we have to remember that if I'm paying, you know, say 3% for that borrowed money, it's tax deductible. So if I'm at the 50% marginal tax rate, that money only costs me 1.5%. Mm -hmm. Now, if we can't beat 1.5% in the market, Ozzy, we're all in trouble, right? Whether well, we're investing, you know? Well, there's, there's a kind of pickle, although this is a crazy market, this is a long-term long -term strategy anyways. You're not in and out of the market. But you know, yeah. in life, there is the risk of doing and then the risk of not doing something. It's both are risk. Right? I mean, That's if you right. don't do anything and sit back, then you think 10 years from now, I think, well, if I had done that, I'd be in a, a different kind of position. I think the biggest thing that's interesting to me is that most people that, that talk about investments, they always want you to find some new cash to invest. This way, you don't really have to create new cash or go to your dad or mom or Aunt, Aunt Harriet to borrow some more money to affect the strategy. You can use your circumstances as they are now. Yeah, this is... You know, if, if you go to an investment advisor and say, hey, I want to I start saving for my future, I want to invest more, increase my wealth, you're going to hear, okay, well, contribute more to your registered uh, investments, uh, max them out, 
um, invest more in non-registered or prepay your mortgage. Well, the fundamental similarities that all these recommendations have is they require more cash from you. And that's the problem for the majority of your average Canadians. They don't have any more cash. So the Smith Maneuver, which requires no more cash out of your pocket, is probably the only financial strategy that ends up generating additional cash for you to invest in the form of tax refunds. And again, you know, it doesn't take any new cash from your pockets to implement this because all you're using is the regular mortgage payment that you're making anyways. And these accelerators that I talked about, if I was already investing $300 a month directly, I'm still only coming out of pocket $300. I already was, but I'm using it more than once. I'm putting it to work more than once. So, but, but the, the only other thing then would be that I'm scared of CRA. I mean, everybody wants to do the right thing and we want to save money. And we want to be legal about it. I mean, the thing that we worry about it is not just a matter of uh, finding something that is doubtful. I, the nice thing I, about the maneuver is that, like, like you said, your dad's been talking about this for 20 years. It's not that this is sort of really something. It's maybe brand new to us listening to it, right? And maybe mm -hmm. we ought to have known, but hey, this has been around. What is sort of the legal uh, side of uh, this yeah. maneuver? Well, it's, it, firstly, it is actually written that we Canadians have the legal right to maximize our personal tax affairs to our best tax advantage. So we, we, as we all know, that's why we have accountants so that we can maximize our, our own tax position. Uh, secondly, the, the Smith Maneuver relies on the fundamental principle that if I borrow to invest with the reasonable expectation of generating income, I can deduct the interest. And this applies as I mentioned earlier, to business, this applies to the wealthy. They've all been doing it for years and it applies to the common Canadian. Now, specifically as regards, uh, you know, staying on side with the CRA, uh, my dad Fraser used to love to tell the story back in the early days. He had his offices just north of Victoria here and uh, he had a surprise visit one day uh, from two gentlemen in, in, in suits. Yeah, we'd like to speak to uh, Mr. Smith about the Smith maneuver thing he's talking about. So his assistant knocks on dad's door. Um, Fraser, there's two gentlemen from the CRA here, unannounced. So Fraser invites them in and they say, okay, what's this all about, Smith? And he puts pen to paper, explains the strategy. And, uh, and partway through it, one of the guys leans forward and says, would this work for a $70,000 mortgage? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and the CRA, the, these two gentlemen left uh, and Fraser's never heard from them, nor I, you know, for since then, which is the biggest endorsement you're going to get from an agency like the CRA. And in fact, when I was, an, when I was an advisor, I put uh, actual CRA employees into the, the Smith Maneuver. Oh, do you have uh, 500 families? Uh, yeah, you know, CRA agents, police officers, lawyers, uh, judges, so... I think the big thing though is that you have to have discipline, right? I mean, it has to be very visible and very clear to CRA where the money comes from, how is it accounted for, you know, and, and you, that, that is absolutely the key, right? It's legal, yes. But we are so used to mingling our good accounts and mingling our bank accounts <clears throat> that that could be a problem, is that right? Well, this is, uh, yes, this, that's absolutely true. Now, this is why it's so important to use uh, a Smith Maneuver certified professional. I, I, I touched on this. We're educating financial professionals, realtors, uh, mortgage brokers, investment advisors, accountants, insurance agents, conveyancers, all across the country so that Canadians have local professionals who have gone through a training program and understand this uh, very well. There's a lot 
a lot of misunderstanding by financial professionals out there about the strategy. So please, uh, smithman.net, get in touch with us. We can connect you with someone who, who has gone through the training program. Let's just, yes. spell, let's just spell it out. It's Smith's like Smith and then man, M-A-N. Yes, smithman, S-M-I-T-H-M-A-N.net. Yeah, so we're yeah. going to put that on the bottom of the, the screen as well. So yeah. So you're right, it's, it's absolutely essential, but it's not difficult. Um, if you don't know how, how to do it, there's a very good chance you'll, you'll do it wrong. And, and, and if the CRA ever wanted to know what you've done with this line of credit balance, which you are claiming to be 100% tax deductible, if you can't show them how it is 100% tax deductible, there is a risk that they'll say, well, you know, we think there's probably about $4,000 in here that's not tax deductible. You can't prove it is off of this $300,000 balance. So we're not going to allow any tax deductions. So you do have to be able to show that the, the tracing of funds moving from the line of credit into a dedicated bank account and out for deductible purposes. It's not difficult. Our clients with the accountants that, that know what they're doing, if the CRA ever did come to them and say, hey, we're not auditing, we're assessing, we just want to clarify. It's a couple of pieces of paper the accountant sends in. CRA says, thanks a lot. Well done. Yeah, uh, it's, not, it's not uh, an illegal thing you're trying to cheat no. the government. You're, you have every right to pay as little taxes as possible and to put yourself in the position of paying the least legal taxes that you have to pay. I think when your dad wrote the book in 2002, the reason why you rewrote it, things had changed. Values were higher, incomes were higher. I mean, there was uh, new realities, new information. So the neat thing yeah. is that you had a, an updated version of it. And now, as you say, you have the professionals everywhere throughout the country. But now tell me, this is very important to you. I know we've been talking for a while and, and you're really going around the country telling the story. Why is it so important to you? Well, it's, it's tough out there. You know, we talked early on at the beginning here about taxation, lack of ability to save. Um, you know, we've got pension systems which are moving from defined benefit to defined contribution all the time to the detriment of the employee. It's not easy. People, there are people out there who are earning... 100, 150, $200,000 a year sounds pretty good, but they're still having a tough time getting by. It's crazy. So, you know, if we have, if we have educated Canadians, you know, an educated Canadian is a better off Canadian and a better off Canadian is a better off Canada. If we have the ability to spread word of, of a financial strategy, which is going to help improve the situation of, of Canadian homeowners, then that's going to be better for, for the whole country and everyone will benefit. You know, not so long ago, a few years ago, Canada spent over $140 billion on social programs, yeah. you know, mental well, illness, addiction, uh, education, all this, uh, not, sorry, not education, but all, all these issues that, you know, if people, if Canada were better off financially, these problems would still be there. These issues would still be there, but maybe not to the same degree. And if we didn't have to spend as much money on, on these, uh, social programs we could spend more money on the environment on education on on hospitals and, and infrastructure and all this so long answer to a quick question ozzy but but really there's there and it's not just the smith maneuver there's other financial strategies out there that are available to canadians sure. we just need to know about them and we need to take initiative to learn about them and decide which ones are for us it's always surprising to me young people that go through you know good schooling, good systems, but that part seems to be not interesting enough to be taught. And even some very basic thing, uh, the, the fear of uh, buying an investment property. And, and yet, you know, 
Well, why are you scared? I mean, people talk about runaway inflation and they talk about this and that. Well, in real estate, we've had literally runaway inflation. I mean, the average house in Vancouver was $16,000 in 1965 and now it's a million eight. By any measure, that's runaway inflation. Now it's over time. And that's your point. You're making the biggest returns on your maneuver over time. And because you planned it and because you cannot pay off your mortgage instantly anyways, but by doing it right and understanding that that credit line that you have, that home equity loan has to be separated. I, I know that your professionals will explain that much better, but I understand it's better to have almost like two different bank accounts or two credit cards or two, but there's a real clear trail. But you know, you have to do that for your car pay payments. You know, when, when salespeople yeah. deduct their expenses on cars, they say, oh, should I really keep down a track of my mileage? And they don't do it. And then they're surprised when CRA says, well, you claim you did 20,000. I, I say you did 10, proof otherwise. You know, the point is the proof has to be there. A preponderance of proof is better than, than sort of saying, oh, well, let's hope we don't get uh, in investigated. Or, and so the whole idea is that you should do something. You should uh, put your finances in order and, and that's where you come in. So what should Canadians do next? Well, yeah, again, it's, it's educate, you know, take, take initiative. You know, a lot of, a lot of Canadian homeowners are reaching out to us through our website because they become aware of the strategy. You know, it's like pulling your head out of the sand, realizing that if I don't make a change, no change is going to happen. I'm going to be here forever. And I can't simply just turn my head and pretend my situation doesn't exist. So a lot of more Canadians are, they're recognizing the times are tough. The times are only going to get tougher as you alluded to earlier. So they're starting to educate themselves. But, you know, I think your listeners, your followers, Ozzy, are already on that, that path. They're interested in, in real estate because they see the wealth creation potential there. But what, what the value for them in all of this is, is that instead of looking towards one bucket of wealth creation, a very effective one, which is investment real estate, if you own a home, you have an opportunity to add another bucket of wealth creation, that being from your own mortgage that you already have. You already have that debt. You can turn that into wealth just as you can turn investment real estate into wealth. So, so educate yourself, uh, bite the bullet, read a book. <laughs> um, you know, we've got at, at, at smithman.net, we've got uh, the book for sale. We've got the Smithman calculator. We've got a Smith Maneuver homeowner course. We can also connect you if you're ready with the Smith Maneuver certified professionals uh, of those various uh, professions that I mentioned, mortgage broker, investment advisor, accountant, et cetera. Um, and if you don't want to buy the book, go get it from the library. It's in the <laughs> library. You can check it out from the library, but, but find it, uh, and, and read it, uh, and just get going. No question about it. I mean, you've got to remember all of us, it's not the money we make, it's the money we keep. And the money we keep is the one that we have carefully sought out, did something with it. I mean, we run around all day long making the extra deal, another deal and one better income and whatnot. And then when we get it, it just flies through, sifts through our fingers. Like you point out, you take that extra credit line from the bank, which want you to spend, take out another loan, right? And it's so easy, right? Instead of just sitting down saying, hey, just a minute, let's have some discipline. Let's read that book. Let's listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. He's not just, he's an MBA. He's been traveled around the world. He's looked at the systems around the world. And here there is a way, a legal way, that I can take my existing situation without any new cash and have a much better life for me and my family and the mortgage paid off sooner. What yeah. could be better? Yeah, 
And, you know, to, to sort of reiterate the, the, the importance of, of doing it right, just like anything, you've got to be diligent, you have to have discipline, um, and you have to have people surrounding you who can guide you, who can help you set it up, implement it, maintain it. Um, but ultimately, it's up to you, right? Uh, the, the Canadian taxpayer, uh, the Canadian uh, homeowner, if, if you decide to take action or not, that's, that's your decision, right? Yeah, and so in the final words, is, you know, Ralph Waldo Emerson, the great uh, American uh, poet, uh, said that, grant me someone who can make me do what I can. There's mm -hmm. so many things that we can do, but we all need maybe a little swift trick. We need somebody looking over our shoulder. We need help. I mean, there's a reason why basketball players have a coach and where we need help in the sports area or a trainer and whatever. How much more do we need to train our mind or to train our tax accountants? So listen, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. And I know you're all over the country with your, with your at least in the Zoom world, with, <laughs> with, your, with your vision. And I thank you for taking the time. Thank you so much. Ozzy, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for all you do. 